2: And there 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 and
3: to the King Jordan Radio live show for Season 5, Episode 31. Tonight on the show, first of all, the date is uh, Thursday night, July 13, 2017. Anyway, tonight on the program, we'll talk about the Penn State hazing death, uh, and we'll see if it goes to trial. We'll talk to our two experts about that. Casey Anthony's attorney says she barked out when it came to uh, Kaylee. We'll get the opinions of our guests. Bill Cosby uh, attorney drops out of case, but the uh, new uh, uh, trial scheduled for this November. We'll get our legal experts' opinion. Um, an animal dies in a hot car. Uh, we'll take our guest opinion. And four years ago today, George Zimmerman acquitted. Uh, we'll talk about uh, reaction from that and so on. So it's a pleasure to have tonight on the show uh, for the first time, I guess you could say, a all-New York squad, if you will, two New York defense attorneys, first out. Of uh, CNN Legal Analyst Saturday afternoons Ladies and gentlemen Please welcome back to the show Richard Herman Good evening Richard, how are you?
4: Jordan, how are you my friend?
3: Great to have you on
4: Great to be here Thank um, you
3: Absolutely Let's bring in our other New York uh, partner Coming back to the show uh, He's been on Nancy Graves. He's been uh, on Um CNN, he's been on all over. He's a Bronx attorney. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Sanchez is back on the program tonight. Good evening,
5: Alex. How are you? All right, Jordan, how's it going? And Rich, how are you doing? I haven't, haven't seen you in ages.
4: Alex, my man, a Bronx attorney. Oh, my God. I'm intimidated now.
5: <laughs> man, don't be intimidated. I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> we got to go to the Yankee game, Bronx? man. We got to meet you. Yeah. Anytime, buddy.
3: That, that police officer that died was uh, from the Bronx, right? Near you?
5: The police officer? Is that what I you I the, uh,
3: yeah, you know what I'm talking about? The,
5: uh, young, you're talking uh, black police officer that just we lost. Yeah, isn't that terrible? You know, here's a here's a woman just sitting in a car. You know, she's a mother, and this guy comes up and shoots her in the head and kills her. And I, you know that that made every. You know, I don't care whether you're a prosecutor, or a defense attorney. I don't care what your role is in the criminal justice system. You know, this is awful. But what's troubling about that case, and, again, it highlights an extremely important issue, which, you know, society can only really run away from it for so long, was that this guy had a long-term history of mental problems. And about two or three days before this incident, his girlfriend brought him to a hospital because she felt he was having some type of a breakdown. And they brought, she brought him to a mental health hospital. And then the hospital refused to admit him. Sent him on his way. Three days later, he goes and commits this awful offense. So you know something, something somewhere has gotta change. It just can't continue at this rate.
4: You can't. And that's that's the checkmate because that's it. You can call gun control, you can you can say everything you want, but the way we treat mental illness in this country, these people that go off and shoot these movie theaters and shoot a police officer sitting in a car, they in, you know, they are, they've lost it. I mean, there's something seriously, mentally wrong with them. And we just are unable or unwilling to commit the funds to it or know how to do it. But we don't treat these people. And, and the, these murders that we're reading about, you know, the majority of these people that commit them, they are people that are suffering from serious mental illness. And this is, like Alex said, this is an absolute tragedy. I mean, any murder is a tragedy, but this this is just really horrific.
5: No And, you, question. Know, and you know, Rick, I, they don't want, they don't want to ahead. devote money to it. It's yeah. a lot of money to pay for psychiatrists, psychologists, right. medication. Who wants to pay for that, right? That's right. Just get tragedy. Just sick.
3: All right, let's talk about Penn State. Uh, not sure if he's in but they got the hazing case. Um, let's get uh, a sound and we'll talk
1: about it. Prosecutors say those fraternity brothers are trying to cover up a hazing ritual. It has been a marathon court hearing, and today we're expecting a slew of defense attorneys to try and tear the prosecution's case apart. Any comments this morning? This morning, one by one, defense teams will try to convince a judge that former Penn State fraternity brothers should not go to trial in a case of alleged hazing. Eighteen of them are facing various charges, ranging from evidence tampering to involuntary manslaughter in connection with the death of 19-year-old Tim Piazza. These are really good kids. They didn't intend to hurt anybody or harm anybody. But prosecutors Monday revealed new, potentially incriminating texts from some of the young men. One wrote, I think we are blanked, like beyond blanked. I don't want to go to jail. Hazing is a huge thing, read another. And make sure the pledges keep quiet about last night in this situation. We
4: have a
2: a friend who is unconscious.
1: No one in the Beta Theta Pi house called 911 for nearly 12 hours after Piazza fell down the stairs. His devastated parents, Jim and Evelyn, listened in court. How hard was it for the Piazza family? see This was a uh, brutally horrible day for the Piazza. They find it extraordinarily difficult to hear that and see it. At times, court devolved into a shouting match between the prosecutor and defense attorneys who argued two private security employees hired by Penn State's Interfraternity Council had visited the party just minutes before Piazza first fell down the stairs. If that security company doesn't notice problems. How are our respective clients who are basically young kids Supposed to notice any issues. Penn State tells us it's still investigating all aspects of the incident and has announced new safety reforms. This hearing was scheduled to end today, but that now appears unlikely. There might be more witnesses, and these attorneys will no doubt have a lot of questions. Hello, today, fans.
3: Okay, Richard, let me get your take first, and then we'll go over to Alex on this Penn uh,
4: State situation, Hazen case. Okay, Jordan. Look. <clears throat> You send your kids to school. You want them to get an education. Many of these kids are looking forward to graduate school and and beginning their lives. And you get involved in the social aspects of, of college and universities. And, you know, I went to school in Pennsylvania, in rural Pennsylvania, where there were 40 fraternity houses in my school. And if you were not in a fraternity, you had no social life. So Penn State, same thing. There's nothing going on in that town if it's not football season. So basically, you you have to join a fraternity. And when you have to join a fraternity, they have a lot of power. And they have a lot of power in their rituals to have you become brothers in these fraternities. And these are kids. You know, they're 18-, 19-, 20-year-old kids that are away from home a lot of times for the first times in their life, and they're in a fraternity house. And, and you know, they're, they're getting hammered. There's a lot of drinking going on. There's probably a lot of drugs going on, too and uh... You know, things get out of control, and, and how do you handle it? What do you do? I mean, my son is, is up at Cornell right now, and he's, he's in a fraternity, and I said, You're going to run for president? He said, No. <laughs> and I understand why, because this president, you know, he's got the heaviest charges against him. He's got a manslaughter, aggravated assault charge. And, you know, Alex and I have tried so many cases, Jordan, where, you know, the, the prosecution puts on either videotapes or audio tapes, and, and after they play them, they look at you. And they go, you're a witness, <laughs> you know, and what are you going to do? I mean, there was an incredible surveillance system in the house. I think they have three hours of surveillance here. And then you have the text messages from the, the kids who are freaking out, losing their mind. And a lot of consciousness of guilt. And, again, maybe trying to cover things up because they're scared. They don't know what's going on here. Did they act the way they should have? Absolutely not. Were they responsible for this young man's death? Looks like it. Looks like it to me. What's going on in court now? The state Standard is so low. This case is going to get definitely put over for trial. There's no way these defense attorneys can prevent that. But what they can do, and what good defense attorneys do in these types of hearings, is just flush out as much of the prosecution case as they can, so they can prepare for the trial, knowing that this is where the prosecution is going to go. So I'm a little surprised that they're even having this hearing here. I'm surprised they didn't just get an indictment from a grand jury. But in any event. Uh, that's what's going on here. So it's a little bit of a sideshow. This case will be put over for trial. And uh, look, hazing. Yeah, there was hazing going on here. Uh, feeding uh, alcohol to a minor. Twenty-one is the drinking age in Pennsylvania. So, you know, to the extent that these people had control over the liquor being uh, provided to the fraternity, I'm told there's $2,000 worth of liquor purchased for this party. Um, you know, this wow. is. I'm sure this was during some sort of. Uh, um hazing ritual to become a member or become a brother and uh, a lot of people were involved here jordan a lot of people and uh you know they waited 12 hours his kid fell down a flight of stairs and you know he had a lot of injuries um some of them look they said he was drunk running around okay so the bottom line is is that there are going there is going to be Alex. There's going to be convictions here, and and uh, these young kids, some of them are going to have felony convictions on their record after this is over with, and uh, there may be some prison time here too. So it's uh, it's a it's it's a tragedy all around. And I'm not look, uh, a defense attorney. Okay, I I, I there you know I would fight to defend these guys, and that's why there's such you know um, it's a tough situation in court right now where they're they're fighting with the, the district attorney, but. At the end of the day, yeah. here the parents of this young man, where they sent their kid to school, and now the kid's dead. And you know, and the fact that they waited twelve hours to call, and then they they dressed him. He was already dead, and they were dre- and they wasn't dead already, but he was unconscious, probably in a coma, and they were trying to put clothes on him to change the scene. It's it's a bad situation, and uh, even even great Bronx attorneys would have a very difficult time defending this particular case. So yeah, Alex. I, What's
5: your take on you this? Know, I, I think Richard just presented a superb analysis of this entire <laughs> okay. case. Really? I mean, you know, I hmm. unlike Richard, I went to school. At, I went to Fordham University in the Bronx, and I didn't live on campus. I used to take a bus every day to go to Fordham, and I never belonged to any fraternity. It never interested me to belong to a fraternity. You never did needed not it. Also, I never had any desire. I didn't drink at all either. I was not a drinker. Even now, I have an occasional beer, maybe a little wine, once in a while. But back then, I didn't drink at all. So that wasn't part of my um, existence. And more likely than not, when, if this case goes to, to jury, more likely than not, the people they're going to select for the jury probably are people that did not. Uh, we're not part of fraternities The prosecuting, prosecution is probably going to exclude Anybody that ever belonged to some type of fraternity To make sure that they're not, you know, somehow biased In favor of uh, you know, fraternity brothers and sisters um, Richard hit on one The, the, the most important factor that I've, I've been reviewing here Is the fact that they waited 12 hours This guy's knocked out falls down a flight of stairs, and you wait 12 hours? What on earth is going on in those 12 hours? Are they just sitting around laughing and drinking and having the time of their life? You know? And then the defense attorneys, their primary, you know what their primary defense is? Their primary defense is they didn't force this kid to drink. He was drinking on his own. That's what their defense is. And even if he was drinking on his own, once the kid got hurt, these other people in that fraternity had a legal duty to take action to try to save this kid or provide medical attention to him. There is no question in my mind that these kids are all in trouble here. And Rich is right about one thing, the primary I don't know why the prosecution is giving a preliminary hearing here. They could have they could have just gone directly to a grand jury. All they're doing is providing tons of information to the defense and the defense is taking advantage of that. And and basically It's it's a learning expedition. It's a fishing expedition for the defense, and they're picking up as many pointers as they can, and they're going to use that when they finally go to trial on the case. But I don't care how many pointers they pick up. I don't care what kind of confusion they're trying to create here. These kids are in trouble. And, just
2: and, and understand, Richard, or kill. Jordan,
4: understand in a school like Penn State, which is way out there in western Pennsylvania, or look at the series of schools like Lehigh and Lafayette and Bucknell, you know, these schools, they're, they're in the suburbs, and the campus life is your social life, and the fraternities are the social life. If you're not in a fraternity, that's where the parties are on the weekends. So if you are in a dorm or you're in, you know, other housing as you go through your sophomore junior senior years on the weekends you're either going to go to a fraternity party or you're going to sit in your own house and play cards because there's nothing to do and the drinking age is 21 and like some bars will let you in but that's a risk and and not too many bars are real receptive to having underage drinking and and the whole social life is around these fraternities so when the students try to pledge a fraternity you know, they put up with a lot of stuff, and I remember what I put up with, and I can't believe I did all that, and I, I was president of my fraternity, and uh, and we had some incidents, and I was a little nervous back then, and it was a lot, you know, it was pretty crazy back then. If I think about it now, you know, I'm glad it's over with, but, uh, you know, it, it's mm. that's the type of environment, and, you know, you it, that's just the fraternity structure in these schools, and, and you're either going to have fraternities or not, because this is the social life. And that's why they get the students to come in there and put up with insanity to to pledge and and actually, you know, become a brother. And hazing is going on in all these schools. I don't care if they tell you, no, it's not. We we don't permit hazing. That's bullshit. They are all hazing to get these kids in as brothers. So that's I'll what makes a, the you know, brotherhood. The fact
3: that this young man hey, does, though, that is a uh, problem. Uh, These kind of crazy things go on, but the fact that someone died, uh, that's why they're bringing up charges. Richard, you would agree?
4: Yeah, I mean, when when I was in school, they did some pledges had to do a kidnapping. Some kid fell out of the back of a car and died. You know, these things happen, and it happens as a result of of pledging and the hazing that's going on in these fraternities, and and it's almost impossible to prevent it. And and you know, Alex said boredom. There was no reason to be in a fraternity. (laughs) You were in the city. I mean, you there was a lot going on. There's a lot of things you could do. But in these rural schools and these universities, there's nothing going on. There's nowhere to go and you can just go bowling so many times i mean there's or go to a movie there's nothing else going on there so the fraternities are the the mecca for social life and it, it's uh it's i think it's out of control right now actually
5: oh it's definitely out of control but when you leave people to leave their own devices over there right it's almost like uh it, it, it's like it's like lord of the flies almost you know, everybody's descending to the lowest common denominator and their worst and most, you know, diabolical, primitive instincts are coming out. And that's what's happening. there. You throw in some alcohol there. People get hurt, people die. And then everybody's trying to run for cover and saying, I'm not responsible, but they're in trouble. And you know, there's gotta be other things to, I mean, I, again, I didn't live that fraternity life, but I mean, don't people go on dates when they're in college?
4: There's, I mean, there's nowhere Alex, is nowhere to go You take do. a date to a fraternity party That's what you do There's nowhere else to yeah. go That's it
2: Wow
3: Unreal Tough situation right, let's get and, to,
4: uh, Bill Cotton. Sure go ahead, Richard
3: No, Bill Cosby Okay, Bill Cosby Go ahead we Play this clip
2: And then we'll talk about Bill Cosby
4: Bill Cosby will go on trial again November 6th, five months after a jury deadlocked on whether he was guilty of sexual assault or not. After the judge declared a mistrial, prosecutors immediately said they planned to try again. Jurors have given somewhat different accounts of why they couldn't reach a unanimous verdict, but the few who have spoken agree the deliberations were emotional and tearful at times. Juror Bobby Dugan, who believed Cosby was guilty, told NBC News that he believed a second trial was necessary.
3: All right, let's start with Alex, and we'll go over to Richard. Alex, what's your take? Uh, he's His uh, lead attorney uh, walked out. Uh, of the case, so he uh, he looked for a new attorney as we speak.
5: Bill. His lead his lead attorney walked out. I wonder what that was about. But in any event, that's unusual for the attorney to walk out. It's probably over money. <laughs> but you know, as I as I said before, and I'll say again. I I personally think, from all the evidence I've heard, you know, the sheer numbers of witnesses that have made allegations against him, I think the guy's probably guilty. Um, But I still think he shouldn't be prosecuted. And I've said this before, because he made a deal with a prosecutor. And once he made that deal with the prosecutor 10 years ago or 12 years ago, whatever it was, that he would not be prosecuted as long as he made a statement um, on the record. As far as I'm concerned, the case was over. And now this new prosecutor comes in with a lot of bluff and bluster and says, oh, no, that prior agreement that was made between Cosby and the old prosecutor, that's not valid. That has no value. And the court somehow went along with that nonsense. It's my belief that if somehow Cosby gets convicted, the case has to be overturned on appeal. Because when a prosecutor and a defense attorney make an agreement, that has to be a solid agreement that is, is, cannot be uh, simply overturned because of political influences. So I think that Cosby, no matter what, is going to end up winning. But that having been said... If that wasn't an issue, Cosby should be retried in this case. These women should have a right to testify as to what happened to them. And quite frankly, if the allegations are true, I hope the guy gets convicted. Okay, Richard, I think you have a
3: different take on this. Let's hear.
4: Well, I, I think that uh, Alex is right. I mean, they made a deal with the with the with the district attorney, and the the right. for the basis of that deal he went ahead and testified in a civil litigation. So at, at the end of the day, he never would have done that, and he would have stuck to his guns, and he would have you know, let them bring it on. Try your case way back when. And it just was political. This new district attorney ran on the platform of prosecuting Bill Cosby, and that's not what politics is all about. That's just not how the criminal justice system works. So they that's completely true. bastardized it there in that particular part of Pennsylvania again. But in uh, uh-huh. any, any event... At any, yeah, what's and, going you know, on over there in Pennsylvania? Uh, I don't know. What's Too much grain alcohol, this? I think, or something's going on. But, you know, when, in this, in these cases, when there's hung juries, you look at the jury, you, you try to poll the jury, and of course that was privileged information, which I read a few reports that there were only like two jurors who were holding out. Uh, for acquittal, so that's pretty strong, and most most prosecutors would retry a case like that, except that you know he's a celebrity, Bill Cosby, and uh, if you look at the merits of the case, you, they can't answer the question that if she was brutally, brutally taken advantage of by him, he drugged her with drugs and and quaaludes and whatever else she's claiming he did, and paralyzed her and she couldn't move. Why did she call him? six months, eight months later, and try to get tickets for her parents to see his show. If this was a, a brutal physical attack on her where he completely took advantage of her, what is she doing talking to him? What is she doing trying to get more things out of him? Because that's probably why she was with him to begin with. What is she looking for now? You know, and it's a tough, if you really are attacked in a situation like that, and, you, you know, you you got Gloria Allred, who I can't stand yet, her babbling, you know, outside the courtroom. Mm -hmm. But look at the facts of the case. And and, and is he guilty? You know, a lot of women are claiming that this happened to them, the same thing, although that's not in evidence here. So that's not coming in. And this judge was right to keep that out. But again, why were you calling Mr. Cosby 10 months after the alleged incident to have him give you tickets for your parents to see his comedy show? Answer that question. And, you know, whatever she says It doesn't matter if I'm a juror. I've got a big problem with that, but you know, it's not L.A., and if it was L.A., I would say there's no way they would convict him. But, you know, this is not L.A. This is a you know upper-class, pretty much white community, and, and there's, there's Bill Cosby. He's looking kind of pathetic these days, and every all those jurors know his history. They all know the allegations against him, and even though, you know, you're supposed to come in there with a clean slate. They all know it. Alex, you know they're coming in there. They've read all these stories and all these women's accounts of what happened, and they're probably looking it up at night. Going on Google Even though they're instructed not to <laughs> So the question is Can he get another At least a hung jury next time And uh, you know I don't know Only two If you lose your what lead attorney in That's a problem that, Richard, what, what would
3: happen If they get another hung jury What, ha- what would happen
4: They'll try it again They'll
3: try So there's no, there's no Look at John Gotti they, they kept they,
4: coming back They kept they, John Gotti They keep coming that's a
3: good back point, yeah. you, you know Hey, Rick, so, you can
5: yeah, no matter how many times,
3: uh, if they come back uh, hung jury, they could keep going after it. They could keep going. Just uh, the, that's very interesting. And uh, what did you think, though? Uh, uh, let me start with you, Alex. Did you hear the wife through a uh, PR person? This is one of the reasons why the attorney left. Basically, uh, go after the uh, judge, the prosecutor, and. Who else? You know, I mean, that that wasn't a good look. A lot of people said, and uh, wait, 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 you know, the judge. Wait, wait, who
5: Who went after the judge? what did you say? Who went after the judge and prosecuted? Mrs.
3: Cosby. Mrs. Cosby right. threw a PR person uh, through the, the the judge after under the, the bar, trial. The prosecutor. Right. Yeah, right. after the trial, and uh, it wasn't a good look because you know you're gonna you might see that judge four months from now, and. Uh, you know, I think that's why uh,
5: uh, the attorney Wait, left. And, why would Cosby's wife go after the prosecutor and the judge? Is that <laughs> what you're saying? That that's what happened.
4: That's, she, made a, she made a statement after the, the jury, after the trial was over, they came out on the courtroom steps. And through a uh, some sort of individual representing Camille Cosby, this person went Insane against the judge and against the district attorney, and how corrupt everything was, and everything under the sun. Well, and Mike, I don't know you know, what Mr. Cosby's vindicated now, and these are horrible people. This was fraudulent. This was, you know, everything under the sun. I mean, it was you and I would have walked out of this one too. Uh, yeah,
5: that, that's the. I mean, we you know, Rick, you don't want.
4: This the same judge. It's the same judge going to do a retrial. Ask, so terrible.
5: Which. Maybe you know more about this case than I do And maybe you can answer this question Because I'm not clear about this Remember Bill Cosby, 10 to 12 years ago he, they, they made an agreement with the prosecution He would not be prosecuted Remember? Right. And he right. agreed to a civil judgment So why on earth was it necessary For Bill Cosby to go on the record And admit all, make all these incriminating statements Why didn't he just say Listen, here's a check for $2 million Goodbye Why did he have to make those statements?
4: Right, right, right. It's. I didn't say He said Benadryl. He said it was
3: consensual. Yeah, but he didn't uh, have to say uh, anything.
4: Right, he, he didn't have, have to say, say anything. anything. He but could have but said Alex is time right. Al- Al- Alex is right. Jordan, there was a deal made, and I think what happened was when that deal was made, it wasn't made 100% proper. I think it was a verbal handshake with the district attorney it wasn't put into a stipulation and so ordered it was something like that and when the new when they had the new political election there the new DA who did not who hates this DA said you know this was a travesty what happened with Cosby and I'm going to come after him and this was like the big grounds for the election in, in that community and uh, but you're right you're right, and if he should get convicted next time, you know, the first issue on appeal is going to be this, and because he relied to his detriment to a, rep- a representative deal with the district attorney, Jordan. And, and I, I agree with Alex. I think that uh, that's pretty powerful.
5: And, by the way, another thing you mentioned before, Rich, is you said, what does this woman want? What is she getting out of this by coming and testifying now? From what I understand, she's getting absolutely nothing,
4: right? nothing.
5: because she already got her settlement. He's not gonna get Nothing. any more money. So if she's no. not getting anything, wouldn't that suggest that she's telling the truth as opposed to fabricating? You know, who
4: knows? Who, look so she worked look, he was Mr. Temple University, Bill Cosby. And hell hath no fury, like a woman scorn. I'm sorry, ladies. And by the way, we got a lot of people out there, Jordan. I gotta run through the list mm-hmm. really quick. Maddie, Lisa, Vicky, Pager, Gail, Sarah, Sharon, Cheryl, Mary, Phil, Debbie. I know I left some out, but what loyal fans you have, Jordan, and we have, and they're, they're wonderful people. Love them. <laughs> love all their comments. And, Absolutely. And they, love, they look forward to the show. They're telling their friends, come on. They're going on soon. It's, it's wonderful. So, again, Alec, I don't know why she's doing this. Maybe I don't know why. Maybe she's going to write a book. Maybe something's going on there. I don't know. But uh, she got a payday, and uh and, and you know, years ago, that was the thing, Jordan. Years ago, Quaaludes was the hot thing, and everybody wanted them, and everybody was looking for them, and everybody was looking to party. They were legal now. Was, right? they stopped making them because people in florida were taking them and passing out driving and it just got out of control but you know one quaylu was like four or five drinks and uh, the thing with this was the next day you felt great no hangover and this is what i've read about these things because i don't personally know too much about it but i've read about this you understand that uh no actually mm-hmm. i maybe did anyway they uh <laughs> you know they were they were really i mean it was like Craziness! Everybody wanted them, and you couldn't get a lot of bootlegs out there and fakes. And there were was it pharmaceutical? Was it bootleg? And if it was real, you know, it was like almost a euphoric state, and uh, people were having a lot of fun partying with them. And and you know, all these women that are complaining about Bill Cosby, you know, why didn't they do anything when this happened? You know. 30 years ago and 20 years ago and 15 years ago, you know, all of a sudden everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. And what were they doing around him? And what were they looking to get out of him, you know? And, and, and I'm not saying he's the innocent, innocent God here, okay? he's. The, I mean, there's it takes two to tango. But uh, was he drugging all these women? I mean, if he was crushing them in their drinks and they didn't know about it, that's a problem. But how are you going to prove it now? Very difficult to prove. Almost well, impossible to prove.
5: Well, supposedly... I, I think the the, the greatest uh, point in the defense of Bill Cosby is that uh, these women that were allegedly taking the drugs, vol It's not like you said he didn't crush the drinks and sneak it and put in right, their drinks. Right, right. They wanted to go up. This was
4: a hot thing. Heal. right?
5: Take these pills that'll make you feel good. Now, what an rational person? is just going to take pills from somebody and start drinking with that. To me, that sounds crazy. And that's a very but that's how it was.
4: Yeah, but in the yeah. 70s, that's how it was. That was party time. You're too young for that, Alex. You don't know. It was yeah, party I was time. was around man, in the 70s. That's how, and... that's how people partied.
5: No, I didn't party that's like that. That's
4: on the heels of the 60s <laughs> where they were doing LSD and heroin and everything. So, you know, things man, died down Man, what kind of neighborhood did you grow up in? Holy
5: smokes.
4: I'm, I'm, I'm an old man, brother. I've been around. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Jordan you don't know about any of this stuff You just have to read You have to read up on it brother
2: so,
3: <laughs> so. <laughs> I was talking about Casey Anthony um, Attorney uh, Cheney Mason Says that uh, Casey Anthony blocked out uh, Richard what's your take On this uh, latest development With the uh, never ending Casey again, Anthony?
4: Again again I, I I watched that case From the beginning to the end I watched Baez. I wouldn't let him represent me for a parking ticket, but you know what? (laughs) The guy won. He won the case, and so he won a case that Mm. nobody in their right mind thought he or pretty much any other attorney could win, so I tip my hat to him. He won it, she got acquitted, and all this talk right now, Cheney Mason getting back, and I know Cheney, I've, I've had some dealings with him, and he wasn't too happy with some of the things I was saying about Casey during her trial, but you know what, he they won, they won, she's acquitted, all this stuff now, she's living down in southern Florida, you know, working, taking pictures and doing some things with, uh, I think with some legal, uh, legal defense work down there, but mm-hmm. in any event, who cares? At this point in time, that jury blew it. This woman killed her daughter. I believe it. With the father, he has the crazy look in his eyes. Something went on there. We don't know. There was a stone's throw from the house. It was all the stuff from the house surrounding her in that little shallow grave. She's out partying, carrying on. I don't care what how he's couching it now, Cheney Mason. I believe she did it. But she got acquitted, and we have to stand by that. The jury has spoken. So all this talk now—it's all garbage. It's gibberish. It means nothing. She's getting on with her life. They're never going to try her again. So don't worry about it. It's over. It's nothing. I need. It's like in uh, in Goodfellas, you know, when uh, De Niro goes into the <laughs> phone booth and says, "What happened?" You know, with Teshi, did he get to be made? And well, no, no. No, he's not here, and there's nothing you can do about it, and there's nothing you can do about her anymore because it's over with. Right, Alex? It's over.
5: Well, I'll tell you the truth,
4: and, and I'd like to know your opinion on this, uh,
5: Rich. I find that statement by Cheney Mason not only peculiar but troubling because, <laughs> it, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't he committing some type of ethical violation? He was I think her so. Tar- her attorney. He's her attorney. Good point. And now – she's acquitted. She's been making the statements that she's not guilty, and now he's casting aspersions on her, saying, saying well, she blacked out. Well, what yeah. does that mean, that you committed Bad. a murder, and then you blacked out during the murder? What the hell is he saying this for? Yeah.
4: She didn't want to remember what she did or how she did it.
5: Right. It she went to Casey to me World. me like that. that. Listen, that guy crossed the line. That Cheney Mason <laughs> crossed the line, and if somebody brought some type of ethical complaint against him, he may have a problem because yeah. you don't go after Trump. Over, especially when your client is found not guilty, and start casting aspersions on their guilt or innocence. That's not your role. That's the role of people like Richard Herman.
4: But not, <laughs>
5: not your own lawyer. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, you're That's right. A good point. But she, she'd be the one to have to do it. And uh, I, I know that yeah. she had a falling out with Baez, but I think she's was still kind of respectful of uh, Cheney Mason. So there was
3: accusations well, what you that he, she slept with Baez. Uh Richard, yeah. do you believe that? I don't
4: know. I heard about that. I don't know. You know, matrimonial proceedings, if the attorney, you know, messes around with the client, they can be disbarred for that. So uh, but in criminal cases in Florida I guess it's okay. I, I don't know if he did or he didn't.
2: And it came and, from uh, I don't somebody know
4: how these lawyers were paid. The, you know. Thing. Yeah, but but Alex is right Yeah, this guy's divulging a lot of attorney client privilege information and he shouldn't be doing that and potentially he could have a problem you're
3: right Alex maybe setting up maybe for a uh, future book We shall nope, but no, no uh,
4: retrial so don't even think about it no retrial
3: okay four years ago today George Zimmerman was acquitted let's take a look to listen to the reaction and uh, we'll talk about it on
0: in the circuit court of the 18th judicial circuit in and for Seminole County Florida state of Florida versus George Zimmerman verdict we the jury find George Zimmerman not guilty. So say we all four person.
2: We got they trained. found him not guilty. Oh. Uh, this is evil, evil, evil. No type of justice. No type of justice. He just wanted justice, but he gets to go home. That's not right. That's not how this world is supposed to be. God said. For what's right. What do we want? This is not right. Nope. And guess what? Before it's all over, you never know. Somebody may kill him. I don't know. He may lose his mind. I'm not saying. But you don't do oh, people wrong, any kind wrong, of way wrong, and wrong. think you're going to get away with it. You will not get away.
3: They made the law. Stand your ground. Self defense. And they got this one right, but there are no winners. You not have
2: tell the word And this is, is not it's even a right. A he not people. want to sleep Obama, Obama. So I hope that that you are looking. I hope need. that you are you know, looking. I hope he's burning. Honestly, I'm a bit stunned, very surprised. Um, my heart is broken for the community of Sanford. I'm sure Sanford will have some tough time ahead of them in the coming days. He challenged and fought a child. He wasn't even mad enough to go after me. He, he should have never got out of We have one father, he's watching America. This is what you did to the Martin family. family. Was I'm gone. Florida is
3: in jeopardy right now.
4: We all got to pray for Florida.
3: Okay, uh, let me start with you Uh, Richard, uh, you did call it uh, So uh, It's four years ago today That George Zimmerman Town not guilty on all counts What's your take when you think about this Four years later
4: I think some of the stand your ground laws In Florida have been recently amended And uh, Some of the castle doctrine down there Has been amended a little bit Probably as a result of this case But uh, you know, from a defense perspective, I think Alex would agree with me. You know, there was a there was a good defense here. I mean, there really was. And having your head yeah. pounded in the cement is gives you you know a ground to if you're lawfully carrying a handgun, you know, and your head is getting pounded into the cement. Um, I think you can pull that handgun and shoot. So that's what happened here, and that's what the jury thought. And uh, like the person said, you know, under the law, he was acquitted. But there are no winners in this case, a young man lost his life, and you know looks like Zimmerman was hunting that night, so for action, so it's just a very bad situation but uh look uh you know there's no handguns in New York city you carry a hand- you get a handgun in new york city you you can't get a license for a handgun unless you know you're dealing with like a lot of cash on almost a daily basis, other than that, you know you can't but uh Florida's a different state, and uh you can, get, you can get license, and conceal carry handgun licenses are issued all the time, and the standards are minimal, the shooting requirement is minimal, and uh, a couple hours in a classroom, and you get, you get the license, and you can conceal carry. And it's still like that in Florida. So, uh, you know, people who live in, 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 in New York City, they can't believe it. It's, you know, and and you, wouldn't, you wouldn't imagine carrying a handgun in New York City, but there, you know, a lot of people do. And, uh, you know, and I don't know that Zimmerman is all there mentally, to be honest with you. But uh, just just tragic and but a a very defensible case.
3: Alex,
5: uh, say for you, uh, four years later today, uh, four years ago, you know, Jordan, uh, every time I hear, you know, like the news report that you just played, I get I get angry. This was an assassination of a young black kid who, as far as I'm concerned, didn't do anything wrong. And a maniac like George George Zimmerman, who was looking for some justification to blow somebody away. That's what it boils down to. And George Zimmerman's walking around with a gun. He was in his car at the time. And he he came up with all these wild suspicions about this kid and ended up following him around, making the kid think he was being hunted. And he was being hunted. And then when, as soon as George Zimmerman, you know, determined that there was some type of justification after he provoked everything, he turned around and shot the guy dead. And this is a kid. And that gets me angry. George Zimmerman has since proven and exposed himself for who he really is because subsequent yeah. to this incident, he had all, all kinds of incidents with girlfriends. He had an incident with another driver. The guns. Pulling, mm-hmm. pulling the gun.
4: Pulling the gun yeah. out when he was driving. The, the guy
5: yeah. – is a low level there's a low life he is dead on the inside um there's no, absolutely nothing to that man you know but you know
4: Alex, this, was a, this was an example of of really really um great defensive uh lawyering because the the prosecutor, and horrible prosecution horrible prosecution and really outclassed okay. by the defense attorneys and uh and, you know, and and you had a defense. I know, Alex, you don't like the defense, but there was a defense there. And, you know, they, they delivered it. And, and, and again, the jury went with it. So, uh, And I don't think yeah, the don't judge did Zimmerman too many yeah. favors in that case, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, and you got a jurisdiction where, you know, probably some racists on the jury. So, uh, you know, it was the age of Aquarius. The moon aligned with the stars, and you got an acquittal in this case. And just a tragic, tragic case all around.
5: I don't begrudge the yeah, defense. Yeah, there's only I'm a six defense people attorney. on the
3: case, on the
5: jury. You, d- you know, when you're a defense attorney, you, you deal with a certain set of facts, and you're going to try to work with those facts to the best of your ability to gain the best possible opportunity for your client. I, I understand that. that's what I've been doing my whole life. I mean, so I don't begrudge the defense. I'm angry at the prosecution because right. how dare any incompetent and the same thing with Casey walk into Anthony. A the courtroom. same
4: thing with Casey Anthony. The prosecution was horrible. And the same thing with O.J. Simpson. The prosecution was horrible. So that's where it your happened. anger should be.
5: Yeah, and that's, that's the weakness in the criminal justice system. Why should justice depend on who is a better lawyer? Does that make sense? Just, if everybody had Richard Herman as an attorney – Nobody would be going to jail. That's
4: not oh, fair. Oh, please. <laughs> there, you know,
5: I
2: mean, let's face it. All I right, mean, the checks in the it, mail, it,
4: Alex. The checks in the it, mail. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's not justice
5: where because mm-hmm. you happen to be a good attorney, you're going to get a better result. That's not right. But it's reality. It, look, the Let me ask both of you not...
3: on this, Six people decided uh, Zimmerman's fate. Richard, first, let me ask you. Uh, from a defense standpoint, would you would you, do you like 12 uh, people deciding your uh, client's fate, or do you like six? What's your, more in favor?
4: I like whoever's on there. I like good ones, sympathetic ones to my clients. Yeah,
2: obviously.
4: So, there's arguments both ways, six or twelve. You know, if you're looking for an acquittal or a hung jury, you know, just one juror hold out, one, one, one. Depends on the jurisdiction, depends on the jury pool. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's not as easy as. I don't think it's a numbers game on that. You know, twelve zero is kind of hard to get either way. So. Uh, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's it's all in Florida, and you know that's what it is. Three strikes and you're out. Those are the rules in baseball, and and that was the jury pool down there. Six jurors, and that's the ones that hear it on, on a case like that. So there's not, you know, I don't know that there's any real discussion on that. But uh, look, and Alex is right. This guy was in a car on a highway, throwing, pulling the gun out. He's had other issues. A girlfriend issues, restraining orders issued against them. I mean, there's something wrong there. Again, maybe some mental illness with him too. And again, what are we doing about that? Nothing. So, is the Zimmerman story over with? Probably not. Probably not. So, to be continued with George Zimmerman. I think. I would so say you, if
3: you have a client, and you would, would you have rather have six jurors to decide the same or twelve?
5: I think I'd rather have 12 12. because if you have 12, all you need to do, I mean, if your objective is to, sometimes a case is very strong against your client. And your objective is simply to get convinced of one person to join your side because if you get one poor person to join your side, it's going to end up in a hung jury. And that means they're going to have to try the case all over again. And obviously, if you have 12 people, you have a greater chance, I think, of maybe possibly convincing one of these people to uh join your ranks and and hopefully end up with a hung jury now the next question is you know should a defense attorney be trying to uh, get a hung jury to begin with <laughs>
4: don't answer that
5: alex alex you know some people would say what the hell are you talking about you're you're, <laughs> you're trying to be a defense attorney and you're just trying to jam up the proceedings is that what you're trying to do and that's what the sensitivities do. <laughs> I'm, I'm you know.
3: All right, this is a very tragic case a person leaves a, an animal to die in a car. Let's talk about this,
6: but let's hear some samples. stories. The we'll woman is inside. behind bars tonight after police found her dog dead inside her car during our hot weather. And CBS 2's Tina Patel is live in Pomona where her two other pets are being treated. Tina?
0: Well, Pat, it was well over 100 degrees in that car, which is why vets here are now keeping a close eye on the animals that did survive. Their owner now facing three felony counts of animal cruelty. The animal- Sabalas and Celine Escobar both wait until evening to bring their dogs to the park. They say in the summer they worry about them getting overheated.
3: I work 7 a.m. till 3.30, so I'm constantly calling my mom. But hey, check on his water, make sure he has water.
0: I work 10 minutes away from my house so I go for my lunch just to make sure she's still okay. Like, every time, like, I put ice cubes in her water. <laughs> they think every pet owner should take precautions like that, which is why they were disturbed to hear about Jennifer Ariga. Ontario police arrested her yesterday afternoon after she allegedly left her cat and two dogs inside a parked car on Shelby Street. They broke the window to rescue the animals, but one chihuahua didn't make it.
6: Oh, man.
3: That's sad. That that hurts (laughs) because I'm a dog lover, especially dogs.
0: That's what the Inland Valley Humane Society are now treating the surviving dog and cat who were both in heavy distress when they were found. They don't know how long the animals had been left, but say it was 113 degrees in the car. Inside a vehicle, it's a lot hotter. It gets 30 degrees warmer in a matter of 30 minutes. In fact, investigators used a special thermometer to show us just how quickly temperatures do rise. That's why they say pet owners should never take a chance with their animals. Common sense. Just use your common sense. If you don't want to be left in the vehicle, in the heat yourself, why would you expose your pet to that? Ariga is due in court tomorrow. Investigators tell me it'll be up to the judge to decide what happens to the dog and cats that survived, but they say it's unlikely they'll be returned to her. That's the latest in Pomona. We'll send it back to you.
3: Richard Herman, let me start with you. This is a sad, tragic case. A lot of people have animals, and uh, what's your take on this? Well, you see the difference
4: between an animal and a human being. You know, we had that that husband who put the kid in the back seat and went and got on, yes. you know, doing hard porn target, and everything right. on his phone the rest of the day, and the kid died. And that that person's going to be in prison pretty much the rest of their life. Here, the worst case scenario, okay? The worst case scenario is. Six months in county prison and a $600 fine, but that's the worst case. And with no prior history, probably no prison, and so community service and a, and a fine. And that's probably how it's going to come down. So poor animals suffered. One died. The other ones were in really bad shape when they got them out. Is it, was, it, was it an innocent mistake? Do you just, like, is it an innocent thing to leave a dog in a, in a car like that? Or, you know, did this person intend for the dogs to suffer and, 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 and die in the car? I don't know. I don't know where it's, where it's coming down, but I'm looking at the statute here, and I'm looking what the, the allegations are, and uh, you're looking maximum, maximum for the, the dog that died six months, and I can't see a judge on a first offense giving any kind of jail time. To uh, someone
3: in this case, Alex, I think you're a uh, animal owner. To, uh, tell me if I'm correct or incorrect, but in yeah, a day I've like got... today, where it was like almost 100 degrees, you wouldn't leave your animal in a uh, car, would you?
5: No, absolutely not. I I have a Siberian Husky.
4: Oh, geez. And a Siberian,
5: yeah. You oh. Siberian. He out, out of the car. He
4: wouldn't stay in there.
5: Yeah, they <laughs> they, they, right. they they don't do well. In very right. warm weather. I also have a toy poodle. And my <laughs> daughter, who lives with us, has two cats. So we have four oh, animals geez. in this house. But we're very conscious about, you know, we have to let the dogs out into the yard. But, you know, we make sure we let them out for a little while. They hang out for a little while. Bring them back in because they can't be hanging out in the sun. As Rich said, right. I would like to know as a little bit more facts about how this woman Ended up leaving the dog in the car. You know, I walk my dog sometimes at night, quite often at night. That's when I walk the dog because I don't have time to walk it during the day. Plus, when I do walk the dog, I want to make sure that it's cooler. And um, I put the dog in my car. I drive to this park, and I walk around this park, and then I take her home. One time, this only happened once, but it did happen. One time, you know, I walk the dog, came home, and the next day, I'm looking around. I'm saying, man, what, what, Where's the dog? And I'm looking outside, holy smokes, I left the dog in the car. And I left the dog in the car all night long. Now, it wasn't warm, though. It was cool. And so nothing happened to the dog. But I left that dog in the car, and it was a mistake on my part. Mistakes do happen. Now, was it a mistake that happened with this woman? Or was she, you know, going and gambling and, uh, you know, drinking and doing engaged in some other type of irresponsible behavior. I don't have enough facts right now. I'm disturbed that these dogs die. I love animals. To me, animals are, are wonderful. But I, would, I think before we draw some judgment on this person, I think we need to know a little bit more facts. How did she treat the animals in the past? Did she always take her dogs to, to you know, the local veterinarian to be treated properly? What, are, what did the neighbors say about her? And what was the general physical condition of the dogs Anyway, did they look like they were generally healthy, or were they in the, were they always being mistreated? Were they underweight? Did they suffer from ticks or Lyme disease or untreated heartworm disease i 'd like to know all that because it would tell me whether or not this person is a responsible person or not. If she was an irresponsible person and she left those dogs to die as far as I 'm concerned, let her go to jail for six months. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: All right, so we get to a <laughs> You know, Jordan. Of... Joel, New York. Yeah. Alex and, and I, I, we were in the trenches with Nancy Grace in the early years too, brother. We, Alex and I, go way back with her. You know, with the craziness, with the turning <laughs> off the mic, and and just we would just it would be our goal to antagonize her and make the veins pop in her neck and just make her crazy. Like just say anything to make her nuts, and she loved that. And uh, we finally we had a lot ran of fun, on TV. We had a lot of fun doing her show. And then it got, you know, it got a little different as it went on. But in the early days, we had a lot of fun with her, boy. Yeah, Let me tell lot you. a fun. Yep. <laughs> Let's now, tell me something, guys. New York you guys are in the Bronx. I got, wait, you, I got to know this. Don't break my heart.
3: I Where love is this, Judge. Where is the best judge. place to eat in New York? I'm going to say Junior's. Junior's?
5: What do you say, that's in Brooklyn. Well, Junior, it's still New York. Be good, like. Junese's used to be good years and years ago. There's a few decent places. Oh, good. By the way, I just went to eat at a restaurant in Manhattan, Smith & Walensky, which is a steakhouse. That was pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed Smith & Walensky. Oh, that's if you good like steak. I know you took
4: them. Yeah, yeah but you got and Peter like Luger's steak. in Brooklyn. Yeah, Peter Luger's. Oh, uh, there you come go. watch out for Peter Luger's, because a yeah. lady
5: the other day was eating at Peter Luger's, and another patron there went in bitter and tried to bite her arm.
4: Oh, my God. So you
5: got to watch out for your life at that place.
4: Campagnola <laughs> on the Upper East Side. Great Italian food in New York City. Nobody's biting uh, people there. You it's good.
5: cannot get
4: better Italian food. Now, wait a minute. You uh, guys, I'm in Adam love Nino. with this Aaron Judge. I love this guy. He's, oh, my God, I'm so in love with him. But please, well, I don't want thing. to read about steroids down the road with him. He's such a big, strong <laughs> guy, but I hope it's not. You That's know, he's I was just, thinking. I hope not.
2: <laughs> okay.
3: Let's get to our callers. Let's say hello to uh, Sarah. She is now in Anaheim, and she says uh, hello. Good evening, Sarah. It's your turn. You're on the phone with Richard and Alex.
6: Hi, gentlemen. Actually, it's Sarah from Huntington Beach, so I don't know if you wanted me or if Huntington there's another Beach. another Sarah. Okay. Well, hi, guys. Um, hey, how
4: are you? Hey, Sarah.
6: I'm good. Haven't talked to you guys for a while. Um, I do have just a couple things to say and a couple questions. Um, I I agree with um, Alex on George Zimmerman. Um, I think that he. I'm not a lawyer, and I wasn't a, a juror, but I watched the trial, and I think he I think he's just guilty of sin. Um, I think one thing that bothered me so much when everybody – when his defense kept talking about how his head was being bashed into the sidewalk. Um, Okay, maybe it was bashed, but he went to work the very next day. So how bad could his injury have been? But then you get to the, um, you know, stand your ground, and he was fearing for his life. And this fearing for my life, boy, have we heard that in the news every week we hear – fearing for my life. Um, And I'm just, gosh, I just wonder, um, you know, do you bring a gun to a a fist fight? I think, I don't know, it's just sad these days that a lot of people are getting killed. um, And it's just society is just getting worse and worse. Um, As far as Bill Cosby goes, uh, and I know that both of you have, have shared your views in the past, and I just want to echo that. Um, I believe that if he had a deal with the district attorney, that that deal should have been honored. And I'm very, very, um, one of very, very few people that believe that. Um, but I, I, I do think that um, it, it's just not fair for him to have a trial on that basis and using that evidence uh, in this trial. The other thing I want to talk about is and I want to ask you about this. Um, we just talked about the the woman who left her animals in the car. And was it Alex? Yes. Were you given that great defense for her? I mean I think you should volunteer to be her lawyer. Was it you or was yeah, it right. Richards?
3: It must have been Richards. <laughs> no, it was Alex. Yeah, <laughs> <Well,
6: who, laughs> I can't I yeah, you know, I'm so sorry. Sometimes I it's a bad connection and I'm not hearing voices real well. <laughs> But anyway, whoever gave that whole uh, opening statement, what, like, really, you should be your lawyer. Um, okay, the word – okay, there's two things, and if you just both want to touch on this lightly. Um, because I'm not a lawyer and and I don't have the knowledge that, that allows me to understand the word intent. I mean, I know def- the definition of intent, but – the element of any crime and this element of intent drives me nuts because sometimes I think crimes are so horrific, it doesn't matter to me what their intention was. The, the crime was committed, so I, want, I just don't get it why so many people have lesser sentences, lesser charges. Because of this whole element of intent, and it drives me nuts. And the other thing um, related to the, the animals in the car and uh, related to many, many other cases is first offense. Okay, so I'm one of these people that I don't care if it was your first offense or not. If you committed this offense, this crime that calls for this time, I don't care if it's your first offense. So go ahead, gentlemen. I'm all ears. <laughs>
5: well, regarding mm-hmm. the whole
6: intent thing,
5: I'm going to defer to Richard Herman. He knows much more about that than I do. But as far as the, uh, the second question about first offense, I mean, why should not a judge take into consideration whether or not you've never been arrested before? If you lived a sterling existence and you've never had any problems and you try to live a, a good life and you make one mistake when you're 48 years old – Why should you face the same penalty as someone that has lived a life of crime and has been arrested 40 times? No. The fact that you have never been arrested before and it is your first offense is a factor that is taken into consideration, and rightfully so, by judges. And I think that's perfectly perfectly legitimate.
4: Yeah, the maximum sentence is six months, so the judge has to take into consideration a lot of factors, and one of them is prior criminal history. And if there is a substantial criminal history or any criminal history, the judge can weigh that heavier. And if there's none, the judge is more likely not to impose any kind of jail or prison term for a first offender. But uh, one one quick thing on this particular dog case here, we're talking about intent. And on animal abuse, the statute there just says that... Um, the, the crime of animal abuse takes place whenever an animal is the victim of cruel treatment or neglect. So you don't need intent there, just cruel treatment oh, okay. or neglect.
6: Now, well, on good. the second
4: portion on intentional abuse, where it occurs when the animal is physically abused, but the definition in the statute says intentional neglect occurs when an animal is deprived of food, water, shelter, or veterinary expense services. So. You know, this the the person's going to get convicted for everything here. The question is, like we discussed, what will the sentence be? And uh, maybe the judge is an animal lover and will agree with you and just say, you know what? I don't care what your history is. You're going to pr- you're going to go to jail. So that you know, you might get that here. I don't know. But but uh, intent.
6: I mean, for for all criminal cases, intent is a huge element. Yes, it like is. like with child abuse cases yes. and child murder cases.
4: But every and case, we punish we punish for the state of mind of the uh, alleged perpetrator. So, if it was an intentional conduct, then they're going to be convicted. If it's not intentional, there's going to be something less involved there. You know, murder is an intentional killing. If it's not intentional, then it's going to be manslaughter or something else. And the, certain, and, the and the punishment is much heavier for intentional conduct than say mistake or uh, or, or 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 some sort of something else. So, intent is critical in the criminal justice system and you have to prove that and and you were talking about zimmerman and 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 fearing for your life and that's a state of mind and that's a subjective state of mind of someone and that subjective state of mind is what gets virtually every police officer acquitted when they're prosecuted because they feel that they were in fear of great bodily harm Or death, so they shot. You know, and that's the defense. And it's subjective. It's under those circumstances, what was the state of mind of the police officer? Under these circumstances, at night in the dark, down on the ground, laying flat, some guy on top of me, throwing my head into the ground. What was my state of mind? And you know, and again, we looked at the quality of representation by the state and by the defense, and uh, the jury pool. And that's how you get an acquittal in the Zimmerman case
6: and i and i do understand that i think maybe in the back of my mind when i was talking about my my question regarding intent it was more when i read about these stories where where little children are beaten to death and the and the perpetrators is charged with manslaughter um i just don't see it i just can't see if you're beating a child to death your intention is to what discipline yeah, them? i don't know it too just many, doesn't I don't it know doesn't know too many cut cases where
4: I don't know too many cases where someone's beating a child to death and gets off on manslaughter. I, I, you'll have to show me some of those because those are not, those are, you know, that's, a good thing. Okay, gonna, I, well, I will, get your,
6: I will get your email address and I will send no, it. I don't
4: want to read them. It's going to make me nauseous, <laughs> okay. so don't send them to <laughs> okay. me
6: Okay. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys. Have a good evening. Thank you for calling. Thank you, sir. Okay, thanks, George. Your... Thanks so much. Let's go up to uh, Hawaii.
3: Let's say hello to Mary. She's live on King Jordan Radio. Good afternoon, Mary. I guess it's afternoon now, right? Yes. Five
7: thirty. Good afternoon, Jordan. Yes. It hey, is Mary. Friday. Aloha. Hello. Hi. Four thirty, actually. And hi, Alex. What's and hi, hi, Mary. Um, Richard.
5: How's it going?
7: Haven't talked to you guys in a long time. Actually, I'm on my way. Uh, I'm at the airport. I'm flying from Honolulu to Kona in about. An hour. Wow, so, nice. Oh, uh, yeah.
5: Um. I wish Sarah I was and I, <laughs> you.
7: <know>. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: Just got to go out
7: to Kennedy Sarah, and get on a plane, Alex. Just got to yeah. get on there. No, no, I, I do not want to go to New York. Believe me, I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, Sarah and I have <laughs> are so much like-minded, and uh, I am going to talk. Um, uh, I agree with Alex on this. Um, uh, the um, you know the what you said Richard, was the uh up of social um social pleasure or whatever is the the um the um, fraternity and yeah. i'm okay with that I'm okay with that, but where when do we stop caring about another human being uh and why do we have to drink so much i mean i i know I am dating myself but What's wrong with going strolling? What's wrong with meeting at people's houses? What's wrong with going to the movies? Why do we have to get so drunk to the point we don't care about another human being that falls down the stairs? You see what I'm saying? That's one point um, that I wanted to say, that our social mor- morals have just gone down the tubes Every in everything. Um, on um, Zimmerman, I am glad that the uh, Florida is taking a look at the um, and changing some of the laws on standard ground because I think that um, that Dimmerman getting off he was just a horrible human being and I think he he was um, on a hunt like he said, Richard. He was hunting that night. Um, on Cosby, I don't think he should be retried. I think that um, that first agreement should have been. Um, you know, upheld because, you know, to compare it to a case on child abuse, uh, we have the Bella Bond murder, and the mother got off with a sweet deal where she will serve no time. And the boyfriend, who supposedly, according to her, is the one who beat the child to death, but they both buried the child, <coughs> threw him in the ocean, that kept the child in the refrigerator and the, in the freezer for months, and the mother it's nothing so if i would like to have a a deal thrown out of court would be that one and let her be tried for murder so that's one uh, that i have to say on that and basically that's it thank you for your time and i'd like to hear your take on that
5: thank you Mary.
7: and alo-
4: aloha aloha mahalo for calling
7: Mahalo.
3: (laughs) Thanks so much for the call. And And uh Mary
5: Mary Mary makes a lot of great points there. We appreciate her insight and obviously she she's very interested in legal stuff and listens to some of the great legal scholars, one of which is Richard Herman. And by the way, when am I gonna get that (laughs) check and how much is it gonna be for? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm done.
3: Absolutely, and uh, Richard uh, or Alex, have you followed the uh, case with the four missing people, uh,
4: teenagers? I guess. Richard.
5: Yeah, that's unbelievable.
4: You know, I I I haven't looked into that one yet. I guess that's going to upset me. I'm just I'm totally consumed with what's going on in the White House and what's going on with these people that never had any meetings with the Russians, never had any collusion. Oh, wait, there were some meetings, but there was never any. Well, now there was some meetings and there was collusion, but it's okay. I mean, I'm watching this stuff daily and I'm losing my mind. I just can't take it. It's it's unbelievable what's going on here. It really is. You're it's really it's here. unbelievable. It's
5: unbelievable. Well, you know what, Richard, if it's upsetting, upsetting you that much, you may need to go to one of those cry-ins that they're having around the country. We can go there and, like, cry and get all your frustrations so. and your emotions out.
4: <laughs> I'd rather go get bit at, uh, at uh, Peter Luger's or something Luger. than do
3: that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> getting a lot of play tonight, Peter Luger's.
2: <laughs>
3: but a uh, wonderful job by uh, everybody, uh, good chemistry by the, uh, the New Yorkers.
4: Uh, yeah.
3: So, well, uh, let's do this again. Definitely, and, and Alex,
4: uh, great hearing your voice, and Alex. We can do it live. Uh, you all the best. Uh, from Peter God bless, Lucas. brother. And George, hey, you're Rich. wonderful as always. We love you, man. Hey, Rich, don't okay, be we'll afraid catch to come you Saturday, to the Bronx. Right? No, no, I love the Bronx. Rich, I love the Bronx. Don't be
5: afraid to come to the Bronx. Anytime come you want on. to come down, I'll take you to a nice restaurant. I'll make sure you're nice and safe. Don't worry about anything.
4: Okay? Uh, I love it there. <laughs> come on. Don't worry, Murray, <laughs> one of my friends. I love it there. I'll <laughs> come see you. I promise. <laughs> I it's promise, Alex. Great year to Saturday Saturday afternoon. Thank you, Richard. Let's do Saturday it. Man. Let's uh, Saturday, yeah. Yep, CNN is Saturday, so that'll be interesting. More Trump stuff. I'm losing my mind. But I'm not doing a crying, so forget <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> okay.
4: All right, Thanks, guys. Richard. Thank you so much. All right, Thank, guys. You. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Jay. Okay. Alex, uh, it's
3: been a pleasure. You haven't been on the program in a while. How's everything? Uh, nah,
5: me I'm I'm just trying to live like the rest of the world. Get up every day, look at my schedule, try to figure out how am I going to resolve this problem or that problem. Go to work, come home, deal with the family. Just trying to get by like yeah. the rest of the world. Yeah, you know
3: you got to count your lucky stars for what you have. the world you know all against us. Sometimes you just got to thank what we do
5: have and not what we don't have. I it, man. Right? I'm, I'm with you 100% on that line of thinking. <laughs> so true. Anyway, Jordan, right, thanks a lot for having me on the show, and thanks to you for your great audience. It's really a lot of fun being here. Talk to you later, buddy.
3: You know, you and Richard, awesome chemistry. Awesome.
5: It was so, so much uh, fun
3: i definitely to hear this back okay alex thanks so much bye bye and uh of course uh, alex sanchez um great attorney um, this uh will be back probably i am thinking let's see here thursday july twenty seventh Is the tentative uh, date that we'll be back? Uh, Please keep up with King Jordan Radio on Twitter at King Jordan RA Day, on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash King Jordan Radio, and on Instagram, Print King Jordan Radio. Okay, it's time for uh, the song of the night. We're going to go to roll back Thursday and uh, this is a strong night world let's go to uh, 1990 uh, Tiffany I think we're alone now good night everybody we'll speak to you next time here on King Jordan Radio